Because guess what? We hype in a world with so much death and destruction. Shiny's back! Ish. Ish. And we're going we're gonna to get into that, okay? So so today's episode, welcome to Kia Not Korea, the know-it-all, not-at-all Korea podcast, where we claim to know a lot, but actually know very little. Welcome! I'm Sebastian. Welcome. I'm Danny. Sasha. And... Obviously, if you if you if you if you don't know by now, I don't even know if I should tell you. But today we're talking about Shiny <laughs> and their most recent comeback. What Yay. we liked about it, what we didn't like about it, stay tuned. Mm. But also what led to this epic showing of love. Because we all, for our own reasons, love Shiny. This is a group that has defined uh certain types of K-pop for me and I'm sure for other people. For generations, through generations of K-pop, right? Because technically, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Don't quote me on this. Pretty sure Shiny, who debuted in 2008, came at the ass end of second generation, early end of third generation of K-pop. So if you don't know what that means, oh, we should definitely do a video on this. Because people who don't on know K-pop. where the generations right, People who don't know K-pop probably have no idea what we're talking about. So I'm just going to take a minute. To massive explain changes in K-pop. Lightly. So K-pop started, and it's been a thing for a little bit, but it's really started in the 90s where you had groups getting together and like perform, made big performances and stuff like that. You had like Hot and Buzz and all these cool groups that were kind of mimicking or mirroring American hip hop, but also American pop, but then also putting a real Korean spin on it. Like a real, like a, some of those early songs, man, get real Korean real fast, which is not a bad thing. But as K pop has grown, it has been divided into generations of K pop, not because of the people who are in it, but more because of the sound, like the way that it has kind of morphed over time. We are currently in the fourth generation of K pop. So a lot of the new groups coming out would be considered the fourth generation of K pop. However, the popular groups right now, such as BTS, EXO, uh, I would say some even as early as Blackpink are third generation K-pop. So a lot of the experience that I have with K-pop comes from third gen because that's when I joined in. That's when I got. So Shiny for me was a little bit on the back end just because, uh, like I said, it was kind of closer to the older parts of K-pop. And it took genuine Shiny fans to uh, show me the error of my ways and get me into the shiny. Shiny. Yeet. That's because all you were thinking was ring, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> that's so true, though. <laughs> that all you knew? That's so, you were seriously, like, what is this? Seriously. What? And, and uh, I'm actually going to give this song a shout out in the beginning, because stay tuned. At the end of the episode, we will be giving you our highlighted shiny songs that we think anyone who's new to shiny should definitely listen to. And also, go on Spotify. We are going to have a playlist that features all of these songs. We are going to add to it every week. So if you want to be a part of that, go on Spotify. Check us out. 
Kia Na Korea, K-I-A-N-A-A, Korea, on Spotify. So now that that's been said, uh, the song, uh, Sherlock, in parentheses, note and clue, uh, is the song that opened my eyes. Ironically, also the song we were singing at the beginning of this episode, ironically, ironically, also the song that Shiny's been using to promote their comeback again. <laughs> so it's like just the comeback anthem. It's just a comeback anthem, and it is a fantastic song. So if you've never heard it, listen to it. But it was my introduction into Shine, like like my true introduction, because I've been a fan of Taemin, who's a member of Shiny, for a long time as a solo artist, because he's done a lot of solo stuff. And when, when I found out Taemin was in a group, I was like, oh. So I went and listened to the group, and I was like, what? What is what is happening here? Like this isn't. <laughs> This is weird. I was like, I don't know if I fuck with this. At that time, I was way more into rap than I was into like boy groups and stuff. So uh, Sherlock came along and that chorus, man, if you know, you know what I'm talking about. It sticks with you. It just sticks with you, right? And I, I kept getting stuck in my head. I'm like, who is this? Who is this? Who is this? Then Sasha was like, shiny. Like she eventually was just like, dude. How do you not know? How do you like K-pop and you don't know who Shiny is? So unequivocally, I'm going to say this before we get really into it. Shiny is one of those K-pop groups that if they didn't exist, I don't think K-pop would be in the same place. I think it would be a different place. Like, I mean, you can claim this wow. about a lot of groups, but Shiny was hella influential. Also, we'll talk about this later. It's a little bit of a darker note, Dang. but Shiny is uniquely responsible for the ending of slave contracts in Korea, which is which has changed the game completely. It has completely reshaped how K-pop functions, and also in that gave us amazing groups like Big Bang and uh, well, technically they had already debuted. Oh, but, yeah, Big Bang was already a right. thing. But I mean, like you get this amazing freedom from groups where they're no longer being forced to do the things that the company really wants them to do. And although uh, Shiny's company, SM Entertainment, which we will also talk about later, is probably the most controlling out of the, the big three slash big five, huh. it is something to be said that this one group of people and in, in the stuff that they went through could change the right. face of K-pop, could change how companies handled their groups and we wouldn't i'm mean, bts might not be the same today if shiny hadn't existed so if you're a fan of k-pop or not or you're just a fan of bts and nothing else you have to show credit where credit's due ogs shiny and they are back what'd you guys think of the comeback i'll let you guys start this one off because <laughs> so, i have such so like you guys say this opinions. <laughs> all right danny as the uh uh, I think Shiny has kind of come into your scope much more recently. Yeah. Uh, so what what did you think of the comeback as kind of a newbie to Shiny? Uh, I mean, double thumbs up to be honest, which is to be expected. Right. Um, we watched "Don't Call Me" uh, the music video. The, the second it came out, I was I was I was on that, bro. and I enjoyed it. Right. I liked the that outfits. foot dance. I liked the music. I thought that it was catchy, um, but I didn't really st think that I would go back um, right. after hearing that song. But that was a I weird song to... to to 
to come back, in my opinion. That's it is a weird song to kind of like push to the front of this album. Oh, I have opinions about yeah, that too. Because it wasn't necessarily like real hard or real sweet. It right. was it was like good. <laughs> it was like <laughs> I love one of my favorite comments on the video while we were watching it debut was did Shiny write a song for Sasings? <laughs> like did Shiny just straight up <laughs> write a song for the haters? So for those of you who don't know, go watch episode three, I think at this point. Uh, we talked about what Sasangs are and what they do. But it, just a quick recap, they're terrible people who aren't actually fans and who think that by stalking and harassing the idols, they will somehow be rewarded. So those people are awful in the sense that they're they're online bullies, right? They bully idols. It, it I mean, everyone gets bullied online, I think, some worse than others. But for an idol, when you have these, like, stress... Because they don't take the word idol lightly in Korea, bro. Like, right now, as we're speaking, as of right now, the uh, school bullying scandal is running rampant. Like, there are so many K-pop idols who are getting put under the microscope hard because of how they treated people when they were kids in school. Oh. Because they were considered bullies to kids in school. Bro, my bullies, from some of the stuff that I heard... That huh. happened to these kids. My bullies did stuff way worse than that. Like, like so much worse. So that being said, they don't take the word idol lightly. To be an idol in Korea is to be someone to look up to, generally. Okay? So when you have this, these idols coming out and saying, don't call me. Don't text me. I am done with you. It's it's kind of easy to point out who they're talking about, right? Like, they're not just kind of doing this willy-nilly. Like, who are they really cussing out? And it, it's the people who put too much pressure and too much expectations on these people. They are just people. Right. So the first song that they're like, guys, this is our new album. It's like, don't call me. Leave me alone. <laughs> With, like, a beat in the back. So Shiny's like, back. Don't call me. I'm like, well, it's good, but I don't know if I'll come back to it. So I started, I still wanted to listen to the full album as I do. So I put it on and I let it play. And the second song after Don't Call Me is a bop. Right. So I'm like, cool. And it's very different. The first song is more of a, like a party vibe. And the song after it is more ballad. Right. More melodic. It was very, it was very unique. And I think that this, I'm going to segue into Sasha and let her talk about this for a minute. Because I think that me and Sasha share this opinion that that album wasn't shiny all the way through. Like it, it had hints of trying to modernize in a way that was unnatural mm. uh, in the actual album. I agree. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> For me, is the album bad? No. It's a long one. Is it is, but um, my personal opinion is it's also not great. So there are some good songs, right? Which I mean, I don't want to go into like a whole analysis. Yeah, we're of not going to the do album. Yeah, yeah, but there are some good songs. Someone's, but I found as a whole the album to me was strange, considering like. Everything that I know about Shiny. Right. If you told me that this was Shiny, like if you put this album in front of me and didn't tell me who it was, I would never be able to pick up 
that this was a shiny album. Interesting. Which is right. um not some like I look for continuity. Right. Kind of in my artists. Like even if they're changing style, it should still sound like them. Like right. BTS's No More Dreams like still sounds yeah, like BTS. Like, like, yeah. I mean I kind of in my my humble opinion, because you are way more of a what's Shiny's fandom called? Do you know? I don't know. But you no. you you are way more of a shiny fan than I am. And I agree with you on this just because in K-pop right now, there's a lot of I don't want to say copying, but just a lot of repeated formulas, right? Like it and with SM oh, wow. sorry, I just looked up Shiny's What's it I called? just looked up their fandom name and it's Shawal. Shawal? Shawal. I kind of like S H A W O L. Shawal. I'm a Shawal. I kind of like that actually. That's kind of cool. That's interesting. I, I just don't know thought, what it sorry. means. You Sounds can continue, like a but... whale and a shark, or narwhal and a shark made a baby. Shawal. But I think that SM is. Probably the most guilty of this, in my opinion, out of the big three uh, or big five. Let's call them big five from now on. Like, all right. Yeah. Big top five Korean music companies in Korea. Uh, SM is the most beat the dead horse out of out of all of them, because you have groups like NCT mm. who has sex, sex, sects, S-E-C-T-S, not sex. Get your mind out of the gutter. They have sex that <laughs> are subunits. Let's say that. Let's use yes, the K-pop terminology. I was literally like, do not call them that. I was like, just call them sub. Subunits. Like, okay. That was fun. So, so, <laughs> Who's mad at it? Not so me. NCT, if you guys don't know, is this is SM's take on a rosterless uh, group where the, the, the members interchange. technology. Right. right? The, the members change. And, like, they have different huh. subunits where they do different things. So SM, to me, the reason why I say this is, like, they try and push this, like, hard image. And SM is probably the most guilty of writing for their artists out of anyone that I know. Like, SM is, when you talk about factory-made K-pop, and I mean, a lot of Americans think that's what K-pop is, SM is the reason they think that. Because SM Entertainment has had a long history of not taking their idols serious like not taking the people that make up the groups seriously it's a much more about the group than it is about the individuals and i think that shiny to sasha's point about shiny's comeback i think it was rushed i think that uh who got out of the military last minho i think minho got out of the military and then they rushed right into uh coming back like i heard about him getting out of the military and then the week later their comeback was announced Dang. And I was just like, wait, what? Yeah, I was like, yo, give 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 the man, give him a minute, give him a chance to breathe, let him pet his dog, like, what the hell, man? But that's Korea. They 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 expect a lot out of their idols. You know, they push them real hard. Uh, but you can always tell when an album feels kind of forced. You can always. I said this about the last Blackpink album, Blinks. I love you. Please don't come for me. Uh, it was. It just felt a little rushed. It felt yeah, like yeah. There's a song on this album called "Marry You," which is like traditional boyfriend type style music, but it's just very basic. Right. And 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 shiny, I think personally, has earned the right to do what they want. 
When you're in K-pop, as long as someone like Shiny, you've you've been through it. And this group uniquely has been through hell. Like this group as a, as a whole has been through a lot. That's why part of the reason why I respect them so much. Taemin especially, obviously, if you guys don't know, that's my bias. But like 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 they work no, so is it? hard. They work so hard, and it just like to me like that deserves the time to do it right. But SM is going through. I personally think they're going through it a little bit because the coronavirus didn't help anyone. I mean, K-pop survived it better than most things, but it doesn't help anyone. Everyone's losing money, you know. Right. And oh, except for maybe like the farms. I don't know. Everyone's losing money. So SM released a super group right before uh, the Rona hit. So like they released Super right. M before Corona by like maybe a few months. Like, like oh no no it was it had to be like almost a year. But still like it takes a while. Was for it that K- long? I think so. I I don't quote me on this, but I it takes a K-pop group time. Like even these veterans, it takes yeah. it takes time to gel together. It takes time to create that because what makes K-pop special is the people who are a part of it. It's the members. It's their crew. It's their it's their fashion. It's not necessarily all just about the music. So when you treat it like that, which SM does, in my personal opinion, you get rushed comebacks. You get songs that don't fit the groups that are performing them. Like watching Tay Min just be uh-huh. like. Don't call me. Like to me, it was a weird experience. It was right? weird. It was weird seeing was that weird. sweet like butterfly of a man being like edgy. Although his his outfit did look good. Uh, he looked good. Yes, yeah, his outfit right? looked so good. And his attitude. I will never say he doesn't. Oh, you froze like this. Oh, the wonders just of doing a podcast. Just holding all your love on. for just shiny like, and confusion continuous. for Damon. It's so true, though. That's the perfect personification of the moment, like of me watching. Don't, don't call me. That that was the perfect personification. All right, let's let her get back. Yo, in. if we all do it, this should be our thumbnail. <laughs> A few moments later, I just think that uh, with the success of Kick It, which was only a success in my personal opinion, because TikTok, because that's where I saw most of, uh, not on TikTok, because I am TikTok. Uh, adjacent. Like I don't. I've I've never installed the app before. But you, you use see, YouTube to watch TikTok. Yeah, you see a lot of it on YouTube and uh, on Instagram. So, Kick It got a lot of attention because there was dance that was very popular that went with the song. The song wasn't super bad, but it was like, come on, man! Like, like the song's about beating, like kick. And it just like it had such a like the whole music video was like Bruce Lee and punching and kicking. And I'm watching these like six foot, hundred and thirty pounds wet Asian dudes, like talk about how badass they are. And to me, like it's not necessarily an issue because like Michael Jackson been doing that long before K-pop was doing it. It's just weird for the people. It's weird to see Mark going like this. Like it's it's weird to see those people acting like that. And I think that the same thing was. With the Shinies comeback, I'm not sure how much of it they had a hand in, but I, from how it feels, it definitely feels like they didn't really have a choice. There like was a they certain were... extent of them, like, doing something they weren't comfortable with because their company was putting out an image of hard. 
Yeah, I just thought it was weird given like what Tay Min has been doing with his career recently. Right. Oh. You know, and to kind of shift gears because I mean, what Criminal just came out and that song is great. And his moves are great, but it's a completely different feel. Right. And if that is who Tame is on his own, that's probably more like who he is in general. Right. I agree. And to shift it to shiny, where it's a completely dim- different image to what he has been portraying, even in the media recently. And you're just like, who is this? new person just because he's in a group and it just it feels disingenuine to me like it it felt weird and also you know minho i love minho okay he is one of my favorite people he's awesome in general he's a funny funny like i watched i watched him in the idol olympics for like like years and he does great and this year i think he, he was like on a panel but either way um, yeah, he's transitioning into the old a, man K-pop uh, roles, the judging and yeah, the, and the. He's still a beast. Oh yeah, he's still a beast. Okay. Yes, hilarious <laughs> but, man. Like genuinely, I fell in love with him because of seeing him on TV more than anything. Right, like watching like Master Key and something like yeah, like so. Yeah. Minho as a person, like now that I have seen him in other contexts, it was also weird watching him doing doing um like that hard rap that he did yeah it it was very strange either way it wasn't that it was bad it was just incongruent with my perceptions of them right now say given like what i know about them right now like a lot has changed since 2018 in terms of all of their careers and i thought that they would kind of like step up and evolve but instead they kind of like devolved yeah yeah they devolved back into what i think what they thought shiny should be and then kind of what they thought k-pop should be and like mashed them together with like current k-pop trends but it didn't mesh well it 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 didn't seem like shiny like i said it it felt like watching an nct comeback it felt like it really did feel like that kind of a they should have let them do their thing which i'm in my opinion we don't know that they didn't that's I don't know that they disclaimer. didn't. Disclaimer. Yeah. yeah, that's true. We're just but guessing. Your guesses would make sense to me because their slow songs on that album are bops. There, there's a song at the very end that's like super melodic, and Taemin's hitting all these high notes, and the energy is like very emotional and very slow. And they killed it. I feel like they were being forced into yeah, trying to be. It was hard. just rushed. So like you have some songs on this album that. Like, they feel like they took the time and the effort and the energy to make it fit the people. But then there are a couple songs on here that are just like, like, eh, okay. like Yes. Whatever. Yep. When's the last time y'all listened to Kick It? Dude, my most listened to NCT song has two members in it. Like, out of a 20-something member it? group. The Seventh Wonder is, or Seventh Sense. Seventh, seventh Sense? Sense. Bro, Seven Sense is so good. That song so good. is my jam. And then my other one is Baby Don't Stop. And, and literally, again, I was just gonna say people. Baby Don't Stop is my jam. It, it's and it's people. literally, I just, I love it. The vibe there <sighs> is so good. And hearing them whisper into the microphone is kind of like, right. mm. Baby Don't Stop. 
right, right. So, so like that group is defined by the individuals, but SM forgets that and like just kind of clumps them all together under one thing. And I feel like that's why I'm saying that I don't think that they had a lot of say was because I think if they, they, some of the songs feel like they did. Some of the songs feel like they were into it. They uh, understood the concept. They really enjoyed the song itself. Right. And then some songs felt like, you know, okay, let's go in there. Let's sing our lines. Yeah, And, dude. you know, get it out. And K-pop, when you work so hard, you have to understand, like, they work harder than most people on the planet are capable of even con- conceiving. Like, 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 seriously, these artists, and you know what? Koreans in general. Because I'm going to take a... Uh, Shout out to DKDKTV just because hey. they they are two Koreans who take the time out of their lives to try and explain to us, like, the culture, you know. and <laughs> Try to explain Korea to us. Right. And yes. they were talking about going Thank to you. school at 6 a.m. and then coming home at 11 p.m. And all of that was school. Like, I, I kind of did that, too, because I was in a lot of sports and stuff. Yeah, but extracurricular, but that was, like... Yeah, that was all... Different studying and all and like that's the culture like that's just like how they do things so when it comes to like artists or even like you know pro gamers or something korea tends to be on top just because of how hard they're willing to work to get there and wow k-pop idols are no exception i would say they're probably some of the hardest working people on the planet right and when do you when you have people working that hard it's hard to stay passionate the entire time it's it's almost impossible you know, to expect someone to stay passionate. So when you're shoehorsing these songs in that don't necessarily fit the people, and then you add the exhaustion of the people doing it, mm-hmm. it ends up combining to make a less enjoyable experience. And you can hear it. And you can you can definitely hear it. Right. And kind of see it. Right. You can also hear when it's going well. True. Which is why I got into Shiny in the first place was because I was doing like a K-pop rising search of just like, oh, let's see what's new. I was doing a search of like, oh, new music and just going through all the new K-pop stuff coming out. And I had to stop in my tracks. Because like the emotion that Shiny is capable of putting into a song, like will actually make you stop what you're doing. Legit. Like that that's why Note and Clue or Sherlock was like such a important song to me because at the time I was not into boy groups like that. Because in America, uh, and this is for the people who don't live in America or aren't really aware of American culture, we see you guys on our analytics. We know you're out there. Uh in American culture, it's not yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank Ooh. you. We love you, don't die. Uh in American culture, it is not considered masculine to enjoy cute things. Nope. It's not considered masculine to be vulnerable with your emotions. It's actively suppressed. So when you have, <laughs> I'm just weird. Don't don't base that on me. But when you have uh, music that is, that is made from that emotion of like hard work and struggle and, and, a, and like, you know, the effort and, and you, you can hear it. And in America, that's not as prevalent because it's not popular to talk about. It's not popular And it's also not really happening, if you think about it. Like, we're not going to school 6 in the morning to 11 p.m. Well, uh, yeah, I'm talking mostly about, like, the the cutesy stuff. Like, the the stuff that, you know, in Korea, 
it is much more normalized to be cute and to be seen as cute and to uh, express ego. And, and it doesn't mean that everyone's good at it, but I'm just saying, like, that's what I was averse to when I first came into K-pop because oh. that's it seemed against what I was supposed to be. You know, I was young. I was stupid. Okay? <laughs> stupid. So, so now, like, Shiny being one of the groups that really broke that bubble for me. Like, not completely. They weren't my cherry popper. Episode two. Go check it out. But it was 100%, like, my ability, like, to watch the videos and be like, yeah, they're, they're dressed in light pink and pastel colors. And yeah, they're, you know, wearing makeup. And yeah, they're, you know, have the bracelets down to here because <laughs> that was the style back then. But that doesn't necessarily define what they're doing. What they're doing is still badass. Like, like, the, like the cutesy song, badass. Because it gets stuck in your head for days. And you know, like you know how hard it is to like get music you don't like, ne like necessarily because it doesn't fit like the personality that you imagine yourself. And then all of a sudden you're like questioning everything. Like, I'm like, do I like? Do this? I like this? And I've gotten to a point now where I openly admit, like, that that man is sexy. That why why is it weird for me to say that? Oh, what are you it's sexually not... attracted to him? N no, no. But but. Look at him. Sexy. Like, like, how can you not look at Tame In and be like, Dang! like the, that dude knows how to put on a look like Jesus. And like that, that shiny really opened up that world for me. Shiny really allowed me to just be like, you know what? Screw what they look like. Screw what the, you know, the, the, the girly aesthetics of the song, the feminine aesthetics of the song. I'm going to listen to it for what it is. A bop. And I think That's that this fair. new album was surprisingly lacking in that specifically. It was surprisingly lacking in that vulnerability that we're used to seeing from Shiny, and and from Taemin, and specifically again my bias. I can't because he's so different yeah. from the vibes that he puts out when he's performing, and they're both fantastic. Right, but he's a shy boy. Right, he's, like he's a little a, tiny dumpling in right. real life. And then when yeah, he but like, also he has like BDE hard. Right, right, like, <laughs> right. Give him a silk shirt, and he will have all the confidence. Right, and oh, sensuality. No. <laughs> don't give him a shirt. Why would you do that? <laughs> or don't? No, don't give him a shirt. <laughs> see, yeah. the, see, that's the thing. I'm comf I'm comfortable because of Shiny. Like I don't. It doesn't even bother me to say that on a podcast anymore because of groups like Shiny, because of people like Shiny. But I do want to take a moment, uh, while things are are light, to talk about something that's technically heavy. But if we're talking about shiny, we can't not talk about this, okay? Because uh, a lot of people, a lot of people who like shiny and who like uh, support shiny, get asked why. Because as long as K-pop's been around, people are like, why, why, why? And shiny for me, specifically, because again, I'm the shiny, uh, I'm the novice, I'm the shiny novice, out of the group of us here. These two ladies know way more about the group and the songs than I do personally. However, shiny is important to me because I think without shiny, specifically shiny, K-pop would be a much darker place. K-pop would be a much harder place. 
So right. something that not a, not a, and I'm only talking about this because people won't know, and I think it's important to know. But in 2017, uh, Jung Hyun, I hope I'm saying that right. Sounded right. Uh, one was one of the members, and he took his own life. And it was this is not something new in K-pop. Okay, this is actually something, unfortunately, that you know when you work that hard and when you're pushed that hard. And then again, like, you know, not always guaranteed to succeed. It can take that toll on you. And when that happened, it was like a shockwave through the world. Because 2017, K-pop is starting to become a worldwide phenomenon now. Like, it's really starting to get its legs. And for that to happen to one of the most influential groups, one of the most popular groups, raised a lot of questions. Raised a lot of, yeah. pointed a lot of fingers that needed to be pointed. Because up until this point, there was something in K-pop known as a slave contract. Well, it's known as that now. I'm sure they didn't yes, call it, it that the back time. then. But it, they started contracting these trainees from when they were young, too young to actually make these decisions for themselves. For 14, 15 years. For their entire for their uh, entire childhood and then into adulthood, right? Then and the average K pop career lasts four to seven years. Wow! Like that's that like that's uh, that's successful. Most K pop groups don't make it out top their debut year year after, right? So so there is this uh, stigma that now there people are pointing fingers at specifically SM Entertainment because of their use of slave contracts. And everyone in Shiny was under these contracts. So what ended up happening is a lot of lawsuits went down, a lot of pol politicking happened, and it ended up becoming illegal to contract a person in the music industry for over seven years. Seven years was the maximum amount you could contract them for. Which, if you think which about is still it, quite long, right? If you if you start being a trainee at so fourteen. Long. If you start being a trainee at 14, that means you're 21 when your contract's over, which you, you, you have your whole career, you know, you, you have your whole life ahead of you at that point. So, Shiny, while this, this, it was horrible that it happened, it was horrible that it had to happen for this change to take place. But this puts, in my mind, in my heart, Shiny as one of the most influential groups in K pop. And the fact that they're coming back in 2021 is crazy to me. Yeah. Like, like it, it's crazy to see this. Because, again, I'm a K-pop newbie. I'm going on my two years coming up soon. And I haven't been around for a lot of comebacks of groups that I, that I love. You know, like the, the Big Bang comeback was supposed to happen. It didn't happen. I was so excited for that. I've been around for yeah. two BTS comebacks. Like, real com Like, not, like, continuing. Yes. But, like, re like starting yeah. over. Uh, two eras of BTS. I've, I've only seen. So to see Shiny, who I have so much respect for and so much love for as people and as, as performers, come back. Despite the fact that it felt rushed and despite the fact there are some songs I don't, or I don't mess with, I am so, 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 so happy that they exist. And I am so, so, so happy that they are back, baby. I am so hyped for the future of this group. I'm so hyped. To see where their careers go next. I'm also like extremely hyped to see them as individuals. 
start doing stuff because I know Minho's been uh, a bit by the acting bug for years now. Like he's wanted to, yes. to get into that. I have seen him in in like I've seen him more um, acting than I have seen like, and I've been listening to Shiny since Lucifer right came out. But like to be honest, I have experienced more of Minho right. in the last two years just watching you know random television things television and that's another thing about korea that if you are not a k-pop fan uh i like to take the time to explain quickly because it's not necessarily relevant but uh they expect their entertainers to be multifaceted entertainers like they don't just expect you to just be a singer they also expect you to be funny and to be good at going on shows and be good at presenting yourself and be good at, you know, things that some American artists just literally don't do because they're so bad at it. Like they literally just don't bother because they're so bad at it. But in Korea, it's just, again, that higher uh, Eastern Asia, I'm just going to say, because not every K-pop idol is Korean. Uh, they have this higher like standard of work ethic. They have this uh. higher standard of like, you know, if, if Minho is going to be in shiny, which already is, an amazing accomplishment that very few people in this world get to experience. Yes. He also has these aspirations to do more beyond that. He also has these aspirations to, to like continue. And I think as K-pop grows out of Korea in the sense that like it, it starts to become this global phenomenon, it starts to be more global. I think that that's going to start not necessarily changing, but just start being more basic. They're going to try and force it on to other people whereas i feel like shiny is this glowing representation of all of their members individually except for the one i didn't know of until today uh are multifaceted oh i think sasha froze a few moments later to wrap up my point because i was getting a little long-winded there uh i think that idols uh k-pop idols or or idols in general in that part of the world are some of the best at dealing with age, dealing with change. And I think that's why we are kind of on the back end a little disappointed in this album because we are waiting to see what Shiny evolves into next and to kind of see them regress, as Sashel said, into that like trend of Kick It or, or NCT, like trying to get that hard, edgy music is kind of, not in character because we are ready to see what shiny moves on to we are ready to see what they evolve into we don't want them to just do the same things that they've been doing because in korea i honestly think that right. like like these idols have plans to not just like be a singer but also like uh we talk about uh bts and what like they could possibly do after they're done uh giving their freaking souls to make us music and it, it, you know, you think about it like imagining uh, Jimin as a host of something or imagining Suga having a stream yeah. where he just like makes music and then also talks about his favorite artists and talks about like like this, these these things that you kind of like hope for them, like you hope for the idols that they they, they evolve into what they want to be. And I just want oh, to see shine. My hope that Jin takes over Nexon. 
Bro. <laughs> yeah, he'd probably make some good changes. <laughs> yeah, right. But I could see Jin do it. Also, like, having, like, his own cooking show. Like, that would be so cool. Maybe not to watch him cook, but, like, to watch him eat things that other people cook. He already does that on his YouTube. He but, does that. But I'm talking, like, to, to have that backing behind him where he can travel the world and, and eat, like, all, you know. They, like, again, this is it's completely up to them, like, as people. It's com- I'm not trying to impose my wishes onto them. But with this specific comeback and why we say Shiny's comeback-ish is because I think, personally, we have yet to see the next step for Shiny. We have yet to see what's coming next. I agree, but I also um, think that that has largely to do with SM and kind of... Can't blame the... never. Like, you can almost never blame under. the idols. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's rare well, to I blame mean, the idols. Yeah, I just took, while you were talking, I took a quick look through their newest albums, writer's credits, and there's no songs on there yeah. where any of the members have writer's credits. Right. It's rare so, for SM to give credit uh, to, to their, like, to even let them be credited on their songs. Right. So, if the, I mean, like, as much as I am somewhat disappointed, I'm not disappointed in the boys. Right. I'm literally. I'm here I'm for the boys. In their management. I'm always here for the boys. They're super talented. Mm. You know, like they did what they had to do. It just didn't feel genuine because, like, what was planned for them, and they did the best that they could um, in the situation. Right. But and it just wasn't a good situation. I I know uh, this episode's kind of uh, on the shorter end, but I do think that we've kind of talked about everything that we we can talk about without beating too many dead horses but what i want to say kind of moving forward is even though there were some negative connotations as sasha so beautifully put that we're we're here for the boys we're here we're here for this crew we're gonna be good sharwals and just wait for them to to find their groove again because shiny's back and we are here for it i'm here for it so if you're new to Love Kino, you, Shiny. Love you, Shiny. Thank you for your music. Thank you so much for your, your hard, hard work. work. Thank you sacrifice. for your talent. <laughs> and if you're new to us here at Kiana, this is kind of a, a, a different kind of episode. We don't usually uh, specifically target one group, but we felt the occasion called for it because we are all such Shiny fans. But then also, if you like the way the conversation kind of goes, go check out our other stuff. Stay tuned for the future because we are go. We talk about a lot of different things, not just a specific group, but also, you know, new, there's certain things that happen in the K-pop world. We talk about. We also talk about our journeys as being three Americans who got hit by a bus named K-pop, and we are just going <laughs> for the ride, man. We are just here for it. And you know, if you're on YouTube, please leave a comment. Tell us what your favorite shiny song is. Tell us what. When your first moment of hearing Shiny was, because honestly, that's what I'm interested in. I want to hear that stuff. That's going to be awesome. Right? Yeah, I want to know. I want to honestly, honestly, what I really want to know is not just the first time that they heard Shiny, but like the first time Shiny stuck. Yeah, the first time they fell in love with Shiny. Yes, I need to know. So as per this new custom that we're doing, uh, our biggest fan base has been on Spotify so far. So in accordance with that, we've started 
at the end of every episode, giving a song each that we suggest to new K-pop listeners and old K-pop listeners if you're trying to expand your K-pop knowledge. So if you head over to Spotify, Kiana Korea, K-I-A-N-A-A Korea, on Spotify, we have a playlist of all these songs. And right now, we are going to pick a shiny song each that we think you guys should definitely hear, whether you're new, whether you're old, come correct, listen to this song. So we're going to start <laughs> oldest first, as per Korean custom. Take it away. Okay. The song I chose is from Odd, the fourth album. And this one was, this album was released in 2015. But this song, if you are looking for a party song, if you just want to hear a bop that is just so fun to listen to every time, every single time around, I suggest you listen to View. Oh. V-I-E-W. It is an amazing song. It's extra good for mm. like, so it's good for a shower song. It's oh, good yeah. for a party song. Oh, yeah. It's good for a, it's I need to like make dinner, but, yeah. or going for a walk, like any occasion, except for maybe sleeping. <laughs> this is the song it's a good for song. you. And I'm going to come off that with, uh, again, reiterating, uh, I am a, a baby Charwal. I am, I am a, a, a small shiny fan, but because of this, I don't have necessarily the deepest uh, catalog. So what I thought I would do is I would listen to their newest album because you should always support. And I picked a song off of the newest album uh, that you guys should definitely check out. If you guys are into, uh, and not necessarily, it, it does remind me of kind of an older school shiny, but with a little bit of a new twist. Code off their newest album. C-O-D-E. The O has a little line through it. It is an awesome song. He's a bop. Check it out. He's a bop. And He's then bop. I'll add to that a uh, little bop. treat for you guys, which is the first song that made me fall in love with Shiny on a deep level, um, which is Countless. And it's a super emotional love song, but I really enjoyed it for all the different transitions because the like verse has like, this fun, upbeat like vibe to it. And mm. then the breakdown has this like, very melodic change to it and then this like energy starts to build up there's all this tension you're like where are they going with this right and then the chorus hits and it's just this super awesome experience so i have heard I this song highly recommend it because of <laughs> she loves that song and i am telling you you will probably too so with that if you like what you heard today if you like us you know, giving you a little bit of our K-pop knowledge, follow us on Instagram. We go by at Buyopro on Instagram. That's at B-U-Y-E-O-P-R-O on Instagram. We often do songs of the day and lyrics of the day. So if you're really trying to expand that K-pop repertoire, it's a good thing to follow. And with that, we say, Annyeong! Annyeong! Please come back because we love doing this and we really want to keep doing it.